This episode brought to you by BRE Promotions. Whether you're just starting out or evolving your brand, BRE Promotions offers you expertly crafted disruptions that'll take you to the next level. BRE Promotions, we make your business shine. Visit us at brepromotions.com to schedule your free consultation. No, Bob Boomy. Hello, I am Ben Evelyn Jones. I am the author of the Hapanmo blog. That's H-P-A-N-W-O, Hospital Portners Against the New World Order. I'm a radio show host, I'm a filmmaker, and I'm an author of the books Roswell Rising, a novel of disclosure, and Roswell Revealed, a world after disclosure, and the upcoming third part of the trilogy, Roswell Redeemed, Humanity After Disclosure. You are listening to No Bobu Me with your host, Brian Bowden. Hello, ghouls, goblins, friends, family. Welcome to another episode of Nobo Boomy. That's nobody but me. And we're going to go exploring deep inside the goblin universe. We've got a wonderful show. I've actually been, I've been friends with him online for, for a long time. And I'm thankful right now that we have him on the show. And I'm not going to waste any more time because his time is valuable just as yours is. So we welcome to the show Ben Emblem Jones. Ben, welcome to Nobo Boomy. How are you today? Hello, Brian. I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, not bad. Just got home from work and I'm getting ready for the clock change. The clocks have changed, so it's a bit like mini jet lag. But apart from that, I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, we're looking forward. I think this weekend we have the mini jet lag. So uh, where's this, ours is coming up this coming Sunday. I don't know why it wasn't at the same time. Um, we got to work on that. We got to get these New World Order people, uh, you know, in sync. Um, <laughs> you would think <laughs> they would be. <laughs> so, um, since you are, are the first time on our program, and some of our guests and listeners may not understand, uh, may not know where you are come out from, and, and all the information, can you give us a little bio on yourself? Sure, definitely. Well, a lot of people ask me about my website because it's called Hapanwo. It's pronounced Hapanwo. It's spelled H-P-A-N-W-O, and that stands for Hospital Porters Against the New World Order. And people say, well, why is, why is that? Why Hospital Porters Against the New World Order? Well, you see, there was a chap who's now passed away called Jack McLam in your part of the world who had a group called Police Against the New World Order. And I thought, what's good for police is good for hospital porters. And at the time, I was a hospital porter. I was a very proud and dignified member of that noble profession. And um, I was at an NHS teaching hospital here in Oxford. And so I thought, I'm going to have a group called Hospital Porters Against the New World Order, and I'll just see, see what happens. So that's what I did. I, I set up this uh, basic, well, basically it's not an organization. It's just basically a platform for where I publish my material, which is <coughs> the blog. I've got uh, the news blog, and I've got the main blog, which I haven't updated for about two years because I've been writing books. Right. Um, I've got Hapanmo TV, which is my YouTube channel. And Hapanmo Radio is like you. I have a um, I have a radio show called Hapanmo Radio. There's also Third Rail Radio, which I do as well. And I've got a guest uh, host called Lisa, who does uh, a show called Cry Freedom Radio. And um, I've also got the HPWA, Hospital Porters Welfare Association, which is a blog related purely to hospital portering matters. So it's a multimedia experience I've got on my website. <laughs> I've, it's been, I've had it now since 2006. That's 12 years I've been doing this. And um, it's been quite something. Um, <laughs> it, it's basically, I'm, I'm quite... No, I didn't mean to Carry interrupt on, you. I was just saying, like you, you have a vast um, wealth of information, knowledge, and products out there, uh, vehicles. 
to really get this information out, I really highly recommend people going and checking it out. I mean, I've been reading Ben's blog for a while, uh, one of uh, one of the many there, um, and it's 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 really what what I loved about you, Ben, was that your your information when you do research on something, you are one of you're one of the best in the field. You really go through a fine tooth comb on a lot of subjects, and you do your best to do so. Um, whereas you're not one of those armchair warriors. You actually seem to get out there and meet with people and, and interact. And I, I, as, as a research investigator myself, I, I thoroughly appreciate that. Oh, thanks, mate. Thank you. I'm glad. Um, I do, I'm glad you enjoy what I do. Um, I, am, I do like to look into all kinds of uh, situations, I'm, and, and even if I don't agree with them, I, I sometimes will, will talk about them. For example, I had a guy on my show talking about the Flat Earth. Oh, sorry, I've got controversial already. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but... Uh, well, it makes so all I off, then. <laughs> I entertain any idea, you know, just to see what... It, but basically, I do. I'm a jack-of-all-trades, pretty much, which is why there's no, I don't have a specialised subject. I mean, right. there's some people who I know who specialise, who are ufologists. There are some people who specialise in exopolitics and ufology. There are some who are uh, into mind control, others who look into the financial system. I'm, I'm, I sort of cover all those things in, <coughs> in um, different ways, because I think they all link together. Yeah, I, they all are connected. I, 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 I tend to agree with you on that. Um, there is a lot of linkage that's going on, and what's at one point, they were doing it in a, in a fashion where you would kind of couldn't really tell if there was or wasn't. And currently, in my opinion, um, they don't care anymore. They're doing it right in front of everybody's face, and they do not care. Um, they know that, that they're in most, most of the control in this situation, I'm t you know, talking about whatever manipulations they're putting out there. Um, so, what, what, I mean, what's going on in the UK right now with, with this type of... Um, exopolitics and I mean are, are we gonna have another vote for to leave for Britex or <laughs> you know, one yeah. more time I mean are we gonna get it right the last four times yeah that's what they've done in other countries in the EU yeah they've had it they just have other votes until they get the result they want but I mean they are getting you're right they are getting much more brazen I noticed the manipulators in them in the media and I mean it's um, I think they're kind of going for broke in a way it's an it's almost feels like an act of desperation the problem is <laughs> is is there uh, is this desperation actually going to result in any kind of backlash? And that's I think we're in a position now where it could go either way in terms of like for Brexit, for example. Right. Um, there does seem to be a rising idea that people I know most people I speak to who say you know this it's obvious that we the, the result was not what they wanted. So they're trying to like push it a bit. They're trying to get another. They're trying to say look, come on guys. Yes, I know it was a people's <laughs> vote, but that's not that. You didn't really mean Brexit, did you? Come right, on. Right. I know we said it was illegal stay, but should we sort of like water it down a bit and perhaps reconsider <laughs> things like that? You know, and it's it's all very transparent. But um, I mean, I just what I really hope will happen is it, that people will just still go along with it. I just hope that won't happen, and I hope people will just realize what's going on and then perhaps re rebel and stand up to them. That's what I hope will happen. Well, you know that that's hope. I, mean, <coughs> I was following the um, the the vote for uh, free Scotland. And which was very interesting, and I or I, I knew right out of the gate it wasn't there, there was going to be no free Scotland, uh, mm -hmm. because unfortunately the, the the technology sector and a lot of the the, the future sectors and 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 is coming out of Scotland. If the UK lost Scotland, um, that would be a really big problem for, for them, for everybody for the mm -hmm. most part. Uh, but then you start seeing these Brexit votes, and, and you're right, they are very aggressive. However, I did see some interesting stuff. I've been following Tommy Robinson, 
And yeah. um, I don't know what your take is on him as, as whatever. I think he's a, you know, a little bit forward and brash, but he's right. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, I, I see this invasion. It's happening globally. It's not just in the UK or mm. Europe. It's happening here in the US. And not to get so political, but it's, you know, there's an invasion taking place and no one wants to put, their, put, put it down. There's so few that are putting it into the public eye. And yeah. this just lends into this, you know, well, we'll take all these people in and, and then we'll slowly migrate over to this philosophy. Um, it just doesn't seem like it's a good thing. But I think people are starting to wake up, especially you've had a couple of riots over there regarding Tommy. Yeah, we, we did. I mean, the, 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 the riot, the, the riots, I mean, they weren't that bad, actually. I mean, no one, no one was killed. I mean, there was some, Right, right. But um, they weren't, I mean, there's been, we've had much worse riots in this country. But uh, what happened was that Tommy Robinson was actually um, put in jail. And he was he was put in jail unfairly, I think. Uh, he was actually... I he, agree. What he, I mean, yeah, he was, he is, he can be reckless at times. I mean, he's, uh, he sails close to the wind. And in this case, he did turn up at a courthouse and people claimed that he was trying to pervert the course of justice by his behavior there. The fact of the matter was, it was, he was actually at a sentencing hearing. It was, there were the, dealing with defendants who'd already been convicted. Um, so, and that they, so and he actually didn't enter the court premises. He was on the street outside. <clears throat> so there's all kinds of um, reasons why I think he was, essentially it was, they did want him out the way they wanted him actually, it was it was essentially a political imprisonment. It was oh. uh, it was, and he was a prisoner of conscience, I believe. Yep. And I mean, I don't. The thing about Tommy Robinson is, is he? I think he's a he's a he's a decent guy, really. I think he's uh, he he seems to have people's best interests at heart, and he's being sincere. I think uh, what he's talking about, and it is true. I mean, when the problem with, with things to do with immigration, things like that, um, is that he? I think he sees it incorrectly. He he believes that the new world order. He believes that essentially in a in a new world order of sorts. But the new world order is Islam itself, that the religion and right. culture of Islam, and that that itself is attempting try attempting to try and take over the world. And um, he will cite many many people who indeed do say that. I mean, in Saudi Arabia, in the mosques, they say quite clearly, you know, we is you know we Islam has to, all man must fall to Allah and things like this. Yep. Um, but so I think that the truth is that Islam is essentially a tool. Um, the it's a tool that's being used by a very very different kind of elite and with a with a very very different agenda of world conquest. Um, so, for example, I think Tim, Tommy. I think he seems to believe. Many many other people on the side of the counter jihad believe this. That uh, essentially Islam is playing the active role here. It is, and it's it's up against uh, a society which is led by people who who are so lily-livered and so paralyzed by weakness that they and, and liberal piety that they just cannot stand up and and do nothing about it and do something about it the truth of the matter is very different <coughs> the people who who are supposedly too weak and too hand-wringing to actually react against this threat know exactly what they're doing they're not letting it happen they're making it happen yes and i mean this is i think is provable um it, go, it goes back a long way it actually goes back to the kalergi plan now uh, richard count von kudenhof kalergi is an interesting char- character because he called the father of the european union wow and um in it, it, the european union the origins of the eu actually date back to quite specifically to a time around about 1920 when kudenhof kalergi began his pan-europa movement which he, he wrote a book and uh, this was the idea that there could be a United States of Europe, uh, which uh, would be very, very different to the United States of America, which in a sense was, it was formed in a, in a completely overt manner, in a, on a very specific time and place with a specific constitution and Bill of Rights, etc., mm-hmm. which you guys learn at school. Um, 
the European Union will be created stealthily and slowly over a period of, uh, they reckoned, about 80 to 100 years. And it's that's about how long it's taken. <clears throat> if anything, they're slightly ahead of schedule. But one of the things that... <laughs> He said, he said that there would be a, uh, a break, that the, nation, the, the feelings of patriotism and community would have to be broken down among the people. They would have, essentially, these things would have to be washed out of us. Um, yes. And to do that, they would actually, he would have said that he advised bringing foreign nationalities into the countries of Europe. And I include that, and when it, what counts for Europe counts for America as well, mm-hmm. counts for all those, um, in order to essentially break down that national cohesion. Now, this is. Very, it's very sinister. I mean, I don't feel any resentment towards these people who have been brought in. I mean, I live with two guys from the Sudan, and they're lovely guys. I don't, I don't feel any resentment to them. But they are being used. They are essentially being used as a weapon. They've been weaponized against the uh, the world, essentially, because um, this what the, the the end result I think is to be a, have a homogenous, completely homogenous global society where nobody knows who anyone is. And there's only to quote George Orwell: "There is no love except love of Big Brother." Exactly. You know, th- this is this is what what you're saying is is 100% true, and and it's also true that you know I, I look at the world and everything is a yin yang. Um, with a lot of good, there's a little bad. With a lot of bad, there's a little good. Not everybody that falls into this, you know, that follows the you know whatever religion it is, it, um, is a bad person. But there's always a select few that are are using it and manipulating it. Um, mm. The problem I see here is you're trying to get people who are and have always been very nationalistic. I mean, the Germans are so proud of their heritage, it's beyond belief, the English as well. I mean, everybody. And to try to, uh, to you know, homogenize it and have people say, well, we're just the United Europeans. No, it just doesn't work, and I don't think it'll ever work. Um, I hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't. So, so do I. I mean, I kind of enjoy the fact that there's different regions and different, you know, cultures and different histories. I mean, I'm a history guy. In this country, I mean, we are built on a foundation of of immigrants for the most part. Um, and and but people take it too far. Everybody's like, well, you know, give us your tired. Your no, 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 no. We can't do that right now. We have a lot of things that's wrong with us internally, and we're not going to be. Um, put in a position where we're, 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 you know, tons of people are on the dole. Um, there are people that are fighting this right now, just in the UK as well, they're fighting it. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I agree with you on Tommy. I don't think he, I, I don't think he's a bad guy. I like, I like Tommy and I like what he's doing. He's trying to stand up for your rights and it sounds very common sensey. It doesn't sound um, too much like the rhetoric you would get from uh, Nazi Germany or any type of like, you know, you know, like uh, a group of, of individuals trying to take over the government. We're just, they're just trying to wake people up. But I do think with, with yeah. people finally <clears throat> seeing what happened to them and the fact that, you know, they're being censored about the court cases, which I find utterly ridiculous, and then they're going to put this guy in jail and he really didn't do much or do anything. He's, he's just one of those rabble-rouser troublemakers type of thing. Um, it's not going to fly. And, and I think they learned pretty, pretty well that it isn't going to fly. Um, yeah. Where they go from this, I don't know, but I know that if they have to do another vote, um, there's going to be problems, and we're going to we have problem we have problems of our own. I mean, we had a mass shooting um, on uh, sa- Saturday or Sunday. Um, yeah, that was uh, pr- that was awful. Was that uh, that was a synagogue? And synagogue. Someone came in very you know death to the Jews, and um, he, he killed eleven people and wounded a bunch of others. Um, you know, of course, um, it, it's just wrong. I mean. I, I go with the philosophy of uh, believe what you want to believe in, um, mm. free, free, you know, freedom of religion without persecution. 
but don't try to put your religion on others. And there's a lot of misinformation going around. And I think this is part of that. You 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 do mention New World Order, but I think this is part of the plan. It's it's a distraction, and then they're yeah. distracting us. That then they're dividing us between uh, whether it's religion or color or firearms or no firearms or or sex or no sex. I mean, it's just lunacy. And yeah. and there's so much fervor in this country. You cannot have a, a constructive dialogue with anybody. They are just so entrenched in their whatever the narrative they believe. They're not awake. Um, yeah, and I'm going to say it that way. <laughs> it's it's distraction. It's a it's a distraction thing. Yeah, and you know, um, it's funny that the this shooting ha- has happened very close to the uh, your big elections in a f- in a few days. Oh, it, it's it's not just. A, I don't. You know, there's. I a wonder lot if that's a people, coincidence. Mm, yeah, there's no such thing as coincidence, and I've I've mm. I've learned that you know. Many, many, through many, many different people. Um, prior to this, we have, uh, well, I don't even know how many Hondurans marching up from Honduras to try to get into the U.S. And this seemed to be, um, one party doesn't seem to be doing as well as they think they're going to be doing. So I think this was a distraction uh, done oh, to, I think so. to enable a more of a distraction or dialogue off the real focus to blame uh, another party for, you know, oh, they, they, it's all about racism. Um, they just don't, it, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy world. We live in. I'm. I'm waiting for the UFOs or the giant meteor to hit, so we can actually get back to reality. <laughs> oh, that, I hope it's. <laughs> that might be the only way. I mean, I mean, the disclosure issue is a big thing, but you know, the the, the this caravan they're talking about, which is actually a group of people walking yep. on, they're on foot apparently. Yes. Um, now that's very interesting because I know in, in the United States, you, you, a lot of Americans don't have a very good idea of. Um, the geography of the world, the world. No, they don't. And that's where you're notorious about that. But no, but uh, no, no, no offense. But I mean, that's one no. of the traits of your nation. But it's you know, um, if you look at the ma- if you look at the map and see how far these people actually have to walk, it's uh, I think it's one and a half to two thousand miles, depending on what part of the border they're heading for. Right. Um, and uh, it would take a very long time to walk that distance. One hundred percent, and this is what's called into question because they seem to be doing pretty well walking without bathrooms, without food, without water, um, and they're moving pretty quickly. So, I mean, it doesn't take—it shouldn't take a rocket scientist to realize they're getting help someplace. But where is that help coming from? George yeah. Soroso. <laughs> Soroso. I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you brought up Soros, yeah, because he's one of the people who's had one of these. Again, it's very convenient. One of these convenient letter bombs has been sent to him. No, those two, and 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 what you know, one of the things I found extremely hysterical was that they took one of the other persons that would you know, and and who's just terrible, uh, this this Deborah Wasserman, whatever, and they put her as the return address. I thought that was just classic. That was like the icing on the cake. <laughs> That's, that's really a very, it's a really odd thing. It's like, um, I mean, I think they've got a suspect for that, but he's like, um, it, it's it's also over the top. I mean, apparently he has like Trump posters all over his car. He has a very very new van with posters, you know, stickers perfectly set the right way, and mm-hmm. it's just everything is just so so fishy. Is it's, it true that they even cover the windscreen? Yes. So he's not going to drive that thing very far, is he, with, with the stickers all over the windscreen? I mean, no, you can't, you can't it's, see out. It's just, you know, he, there's a lot. Look, I mean, 
don't get me wrong, there were people that were mailing stuff, and there were people, there was one guy that was convicted from Utah mailing ricin through the mail to uh, the Republican side of the spectrum in the oh, States. Yeah. Um, but this guy, I mean, like, if you just look at it, it, you know, because of all the terrorism in the last 20, 30 years, whatever, um, this package, uh, it, it had stamps on it, which wasn't the total amount of money it would to mail the package. It would have been oh, sent back to the user. They weren't canceled by the post office. Every post office and government agency has cameras everywhere, so they didn't catch them on that. So, and then on inside, it went, you know, conveniently, CNN had a picture of the bomb. I mean, who who yeah. lets a photographer over to take a picture? But if you look at the actual package um, and and the pro, you know, whatever the device was, there's a timer on it. If you're sending it through the mail, why the hell do you need a timer? It's just not making yeah. sense. It yeah, really no, isn't. Also, Levy, the fact that they allowed a, a journalist to photograph this thing, which is essentially a court exhibit for a, a, a which a criminal case. Exactly. And, um, apparently, there's no. I noticed there's no franking marks on the on the parcel nope. either. Yep. It's which, there's. It's it just, hasn't been posted. It can't have been posted if it's got no franking marks on it. Right. And how does it, how does an old crazy guy from whatever from Florida travel all the way up to this area? Um, it, it just no, <laughs> because you know another thing what you don't realize, and I, I'm sure you have it on all your uh, your major roadways. We have cameras everywhere. We have uh, cameras. Oh yeah. Readers, we have license plate readers. The new thing now, and they're not telling anybody because uh, I'm in New York City. Is um, they have um, uh, facial recognition software along with it. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. In Britain, we're we're yep. we're way ahead. Actually, Britain, I think, is the most surveilled country on earth. Oh, yes, um, you are. We have almost every square, certainly in urban areas, almost every square foot has a CCTV camera on it now. It doesn't stop people crime being committed. It's odd. I mean, like you can, can report a crime to the police, like a like a, an assault or something, and they mm. and nothing will be done. Uh, but they they do seem to work perfectly when it comes to your uh, your tax disc and things like that. Oh, one hundred percent. They can detect those, and they'll you get a nasty letter through if you. Haven't, if you haven't paid your if you haven't paid your tax, it's not up to date. You're driving along, you get a nasty letter and a threat and a fine for that. So, um, so it seems very selective of what these cameras can actually see. And indeed, when Diana was going through Paris, you know they've got a lot right. of cameras there. So again, coincidentally, none of the cameras worked. And same with the uh, <laughs> shooting of Joe Cox. Same with the all kinds of coincidences when they're really needed for like right. major for terrorist attacks and things like that. They don't work, so we don't get to see whether the official story of these terrorist attacks is true. Right. Amazing. It, it, it's it's very you know, but this uh, this again goes with um, the 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 powers that be wanting to create. Um, I think the ultimate goal here, and I think the U.S. is the key is that because the U.S. is so heavily armed by their citizens throughout the Constitution, um, and thank you guys for that, by the way. (laughs) I wish we had the same thing here. Yeah, you know, um, um, there are people that just don't understand it. Why do you need it? Why do you need 12, you know, whatever? They think, basically, the the weapons they call in question aren't semi, they aren't automatic weapons, they're semi-automatic weapons. And and the new thing now is, we don't want to take all your guns, we just want to get rid of the semi-automatics. That would be handguns. Oh. That would be any type of long rifle. They want to get rid of your, your weapons. But, you know, it's kind of like I try to explain to people, and, and again, they're so dug in their foxhole and they don't want to believe it, that basically the long rifle, if you use the bolt-action rifle, is more powerful than what you're seeing there. That's not a real weapon. It's made to look with a little extra flare on it to look like a military-grade weapon, but it's not. And, um, and this, no, no one just wants to believe it. We don't need it. We don't need it. Well, who's to yeah, say we don't need um, it? 
Well, exactly, and it's all it's all done in stages. They'll they'll ban certain types of weapons, and then there'll be more and more, and then they'll they'll do it before before you know it, you'll be unarmed, and then of course the government will have a monopoly of force, and of course they'll say, "What well, this this won't cut down any sh- the, any school shootings." You know, they they no. won't stop that because I mean, even in Britain, criminals can get hold of firearms. I mean, yes, it's it's easy. All that happen is that peaceful people will be unarmed. That's that's, and this won't stop shootings. No. This is the problem, and. Um, it's it's uh, I think there is a definitely agenda there to to disarm the population, well, and indeed uh, to what? create like sorry carry on no go no on. no no you were saying to create a what because um to actually create uh, more and more authoritarian government this is the thing this this trend towards internationalism and authoritarianism across the world is what how I've been seeing which essentially is what sort of red pilled me and made me the, <laughs> the, the table thumping tinfoil hat wearing nutcase that I am because I'm quite an ordinary guy you know well I was always a bit eccentric but uh, you know I, I used to be quite ordinary well I was I was well I say ordinary I was very I've always been quite eccentric but yeah. I think Around about um, late 90s or so, I started noticing things. And uh, that's what led me into where I am now. Yeah, it, it's really interesting, you know, being um, half a century old. I, I was, we were taught civics, in the, in, and we were talking about rights and the Constitution and this and that. And that's, that's not taught anyplace anymore. They don't teach uh, scriptive writing or cursive uh, a, a, anymore in this country. We, we have this thing called Common Core. And basically, the way it's designed is to make children and people dependent upon a third party for help and support because they can't do it themselves. That's yeah, that's that, of course the state is the, is the person, is the ideal person, isn't it? Exactly. The and, thing. you know, the parties that are in this country, in my country, um, it's literally, the, on the democratic side, it's, it's about super liberal, let them come in, let them vote, let them have licenses, you know, we'll take care of you. Because what happens? You're beholden again to, to a certain individual group of people for food, water, shelter. So, you you know, I have a family. I'm hungry. i got to feed them. So what do you want me to do? And then they now they have total control over you. This is a, a t- atypical CIA manual terrorist op- operation type of plan. Uh, Absolutely. Order. And, and it, it, it's crazy. It's, it's, uh, it's like from Agenda 21 as well. Have you heard of Agenda 21? No, Straight I haven't. Up. That is something very similar. It's basically something from the United Nations, which is about creating a, a future society which is geared towards being um, environmentally friendly. Yes. And um, the, the, the methods they're going to do it is actually it's a very extreme form of communism. Actually, they're talking about a, um, a completely controlled economy, certain uh, rations for people um, rather than. Right. Um, um, a market there'd be actually ra- ra- rations everyone would have their sort of allowances of carbon um, carbon dioxide emissions and water and various <laughs> types of food um, the, con- the countryside would be emptied and people would have to live in big cities it's, it's very very sinister but I mean there, there are several um, places in the world there are 12 cities actually which are demonstrational cities for Agenda 21 uh, I've got what, what they're called now smart cities that's it smart, smart cities, cities. Oh. <clears throat> Yeah. And um, one of those is Glasgow. And um, really? people I know who live in Glasgow, yeah, they, they say in Scotland, where they say, uh, yeah, there's CCTV cameras going up everywhere. They're sort of like, they're trying to, uh, it's all kinds of changes are happening there. Um, the use of electronics to, uh, as a, a form of control, and in terms of financial control, um, social control, and things like that. And um, it it's reminds me of. George Orwell and what he warned us about <laughs> the, the the Big Brother state and things yep. like that, and um, that's uh, certainly 
we're looking at that coming true. It's really, really weird. <laughs> There's a wonderful... Uh, someone's put a plaque on the house where George Orwell was born in Great Yarmouth in, in Suffolk. <laughs> and it's like... A, I wonder what it like says. A, a plaque and... Yeah, it says George Orwell born here and his date of his birth. It's got a big CCTV camera on a pole right outside it. That's <laughs> hysterical. Oh yeah, that, that, that's such a that's an astu- I can just see it right now. I've got to, next time I come over to the UK, I'm going right there. I'm oh, like, yeah. this is just like apropos to put a big CCC camera right there. Uh, yeah, you know what? I mean, he he called it. He he had it, and I don't know if he was a a a, a, a foreseer of the future, or a psychic, or or. You know, a study of history, because what we've lost in this, in this world, and um, you definitely have not lost it, is that people don't study history, they don't study facts, they don't research the facts, and then question it, and then go back when they get new information. Um, at one point in time, there's, there's a couple of authors, um, one of them which you probably have heard of is Manny P. Hall, um, yeah. in relation to Freemasonry, he's got some amazing books out there, and all of that was done decades before he ever even joined the Freemasons. Um, but his insight into the information, he was such a thorough researcher, it was incredible. It's like you, you, like you wonder where these people get their ideas from. It's like this channeling. It is almost <laughs> like channeling, isn't it? Like, yes. Like his hall. I've got his Secret Teachings of All the Ages books, and it's like it's got all the symbolism which you see in, in the world today in various but, insignia. Well, he, he, you know, he picked this <clears throat> up prior to the Freemasons, prior to hmm. joining, prior to knowing anything about them. What's very interesting, when you said that channeling, um, I forgot whose book it was. I don't know if it was... Um, I think it was, uh, what's his name from Communion? Whitley Strieber's book. Which, yeah. I don't know if it was him or, or uh, I forgot the other doctor. Um, we're witnessed. Oh, and he's, he's like one of the best of this, uh, uh, alien abductions. But they said, somewhere I read that Gene Roddenberry, who's the creator of Star Trek, may have been used as a channel. And he was. To get the information, yes. And I think he, he even felt it at times, to get this information out, to get people understanding that there are other races that are not earthlings out there and to explore and to you know meet with them um yeah kind of thing. it was uh, he worked very closely with someone called phyllis schlemmer um Ronbury, and they they did channeling sessions in in a spiritualist uh, um play in the spiritualist arena right where they communicated with what's known as the council of nine and i mean this is going to be i know a lot of people take a dim view of this but i'm very interested in it because um they wrote a book called the only planet of choice and <laughs> to be honest if you watch star trek there are some there are some pretty amazing um sort of themes in the series especially the original series of star trek yes which Rodney wrote himself um and she and i think he died he did the next generation and he died but um it's it's too big subject to go into now right but i, I watched them now with the with the new knowledge i have and there's all kinds of themes to do with alternative dimensions, yes. and um, all kinds to do with uh, other races, other a- aliens, and dealing with aliens. And exopolitics, what we call today exopolitics, is a huge theme in Star Trek. Yes, it is. Uh, and that's it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned the thing about George Orwell is, I mean, George Orwell is another of these people who seems to have had enormous amounts of information. I mean, if you look at what he wrote and where he got, you think, where did he get that information from? Now, I don't, he didn't believe in anything psychic, and and he probably wasn't, but he did have some interesting connections, which he ha- he didn't speak about publicly very much, because if he had done, he'd been called a crazy conspiracy theorist. Yes, he would have. Like, <laughs> like me, if he'd ended yeah. up like me. But instead, he, um, 
he wrote these amazing fictional allegories, which of course become classic works of literature. And I mean, um, if you see, if he wrote Animal Farm, which is basically an allegory of the the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, and from his position as a democratic socialist. But when you when you read that and you see what he's done there, and you look at 1984. And you think, well, what if this is also a fictional allegory of something in the same way? Right. It all falls into place. 100%. And I th- the thing about Orwell is several things. Firstly, he um, had a, a very interesting guy who taught him at school, and that is Aldous Huxley, who wrote Brave New World, and um, who's a very interesting chap. Um, have you ever read Brave New World? It's an amazing you know, book. Um, well, you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm thinking about it. It sounds very familiar, and it could have been um, in my grade school years. Um, we definitely did. We did Animal Farm. We did 1994. So we probably hit uh, Brave New World as well. It's incredible. That- it's it's incredible. It's written in 1930, years ahead of its time, decades ahead of yep. its time. It talks about genetic engineering and eugenics and about how oh, people man. are bred in artificial wombs and there's a completely controlling state, global state, which runs everything. And <laughs> of course, he went to school. Who who was who did he teach at school? George Orwell. I'd I'd love to have been a fly on the wall during their very after class discussions. I really would have done. Yes, yeah, but, that would have been that would have been pretty interesting, <laughs> Professor. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Orwell was a member of the the Fabian Society, which is like one of these um, think tanks, which is still running today. It's a chairman. It's today's chairman is Ed Miliband, right? Former Labour leader, um, which talks about. Um, it's basically talks about how you can take over the world not by force but by controlling the way people think and feel yes it's and it's it's very it's it's leans towards the um the i think it's communist manifesto and um a couple of gentlemen came out from there and they were explaining how it works and it, they said it, this is going to take decades of time but over time um you can take over an entire nation without firing one shot yeah that's it. It was the, the believe it or not, there there various offshoots this this network. Say so there, there's the Frankfurt School and there's the Fabian Society. There's also Common Purpose, which is a a recent uh, creation, which is funded to the tune of I think twenty odd million pounds a year here in wow. Britain. And there's a, there's equivalents in other countries, including your own. I think may, I think there's a Common Purpose USA now. Um, these are these are people who they they. Most it's, some people call them the biggest organisations that you've never heard of. <laughs> that would be a good book because they are. <laughs> they're very, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's a good title, isn't it? Yes. They're, they're very, very powerful, very, very powerful, very, very extremely powerful organisations, which most people never heard of because they operate behind the scenes, not overtly, not in places of overt political power. They operate behind the scenes, controlling what they call change agents. Right. And these are individuals who might be, for example, a chief of police might be put in who goes on a course or um, a, a director of a, an NHS trust yeah. or a, someone who's a, a mayor of a small city or something like that. And it's like they do it that way, but they are having an effect on, on the way we do think and feel. And it's um, – well, yeah. It's, it, it's a craziness that's going on in this country right now. I think the new term what – they, what they do is they put people up for election. And if they get the right person, they get their right voice, more people start hearing it. And it sounds good. Um, there's uh, one woman here, Alexandra uh, Sor- uh, Ostero, I've got her name. Um, she, she said she studied politics in, in, in university and in school. Um, she's clueless to politics. She's clueless how the world works. But she, she says she's a Democrat socialist. Um, and I have a problem with that because Democrat and socialist cannot be in the same breath. They're two oh, opposite yeah, yeah. ends of the spectrum. Mm. Now, yeah, socialism is the uh, the state control of uh, society. Yeah, well, um, that's that's the lead into the total, you know, 
the, the iron fist that we talked about earlier. Um, mm. The government saying, no, you only get three pieces of cheese and you get three coins and that's it, you know. Yeah, it's it's superficially attractive because you think well if you because we have we've we've had like the Labour Party which was not it's not actually socialist now it's sort of centrist, but we've had we've got a leader who's socialist and I think he, he, a lot of socialists are well-meaning people like Jeremy Corbyn our, our Labour leader I think he means well, and you see what they'll say is well look if there's poor people in the country we'll give them we'll give them the resources to to, to get them out of poverty right. so they're not poor anymore things like that and it sounds good it sounds benevolent but it's um the effect of it is, is not and oh. it's it actually creates more it actually creates more social problems than it actually solves and um we've, we've seen that because it's been tried it's been tried several times so um it's and of course the, the result is it, it creates as you just said it makes it what it does is if even if even if people do benefit from it like the very poor people benefit from it they benefit from it at the expense of their individual freedom yes they benefit by being more and more in, attached to state benefits so right you have people i mean i used to be one of these people i claimed housing benefit to help me pay my rent and if i didn't have that housing benefit i couldn't have lived where i was right and and, and um, you know what so it's, i was dependent on the state that's right. a form of slavery brian 100 percent. i know i i agree with you i mean currently in the in the united states i don't care what they say i studied economics and finance and i you know i was um in, in emerging markets type of stuff i did some work for the un and world bank and imf um and that was a, that was a I was a joke, um, but um, people here are not doing as well as as they say they are. The economy is not that well. They're, they're you know corporations globally are finding that they can hire five people for the price of one person. And although they may not get the same uh, energy, education, knowledge, and, and ability, um, that's five people that are there that they can pay a lot less for, cost them a lot less. Yeah. And they're happy, like, you know, you give them $10,000 and a free phone. Um, yeah, okay, cool, I'm going to work for you. They don't, these people don't know, and, these, and, and, and I call them children and the naive, don't realize what they're giving up. Um, but, you know, there are points, and I'm not, a, I'm not a, a full-blown, you know, non-socialist here. I mean, I think we all agree that if you need some help, you know, like you did, you, you should be able to get that help and get, mm. you give you over the hump so that you don't need it anymore. But the way that's the ideal thing. Yeah. yeah, the way it works in this country is, in order to get like, that kind of uh, help, you literally have to divest yourself of everything and really become that poor. And once you do that, you're dead. You can well, never the, the, get out of that. You can unless you hit a lottery. Uh, you can never get out <laughs> yeah. of that. You know. Mm. But I don't buy tickets anymore. You know, I've, I've given up. <laughs> but I, bought, I won a ten. I won ten pounds once. That's the most I've ever won. Nice. But <laughs> it's still, you know, it's a little bit of money there. I spent it wisely. But you know, it's um, it, it is true. The the whole thing about uh, hiring five people for the price of one. I mean, this is really worrying because we've we've had this in this country where, we, every, where everything's been casualised. We ha we used to have a traditional working class. It's been replaced by the precariat, as it's called. Ah, and yes. I, I saw this. I saw this happen in my hospital among the porters and the other ancillary staff where uh, people who've been there for years who were trained up and they were dedicated and they were a real team and there was a real community and there was an esprit de corps within the service. They were essentially gradually, gradually replaced by people we called six-month wonders. Yeah. They come in for do the job for a while then bugger off basically. <laughs> and um, <coughs> and they were, had, there was no commitment. They weren't there long enough to gain any experience um, and basically, I was given the job of training everybody because I was the, at the end because I was the only one on the team. It was a department of over of over seventy to eighty people, 
And I was I was the one who was mostly given the job of training because I was the only one who had any experience there. Literally, yep. I was the longest surf guy there. And um, it was very, very... And what happens then is you get a terrible um, collapse in service quality because there's, no one has any experience and no one, yep. has, no, one cares, no one gives a damn. They just put their hours in and then go home. Right. And, so, and the cost of labor now is so low because of this, that they essentially are reintroducing slavery. And by that, I mean civic slavery of what we call workfare. And yes. um, I think you use the same term in your country, where people don't even have proper jobs now. There's over a million and a half people in this country who are working, but they're not actually getting paid. What they're receiving is state benefits in, ex in exchange for labor. Now, right. that is essentially making them a vassal of the state. They are a civic slave. And um, it's a really... Horrific situation. I mean, they've tried many times to get this to work over the years, and it never has. But somehow, it seems to be going now. Probably because the cost of labour is now so low that they can do it. But previously, they couldn't. They couldn't because people would, people would demand that people demanded more. People right. wanted now. No one does. You know, there's some people that are coming in that are that are from. Um outside of the country they're, they're immigrating or whatever and they're happy with the fact that look look I, I did this I have a house now and I have a little bit of money that comes in and I have food and and I'm happy this is better than whatever I had before but they don't realize that there's more to life than just that um, we used to have people that took pride in their work no one takes pride no one I don't think we have enough people that are educated in the position uh, our, our college or university has now become high school in our opinion my opinion and yeah. then graduate school will become college and then doctorate school will become graduate school so they force you either to get in debt financially through schooling or or and there's no and there's once you come out there's no jobs anyhow or to be go on the dole um it, it's a crazy society and i'm wondering you know stepping away from this for two two, two couple of a couple of minutes i mean studying the, the subject of aliens and, and ufos and, be, and visitations i'm wondering what these these races of 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 entities are looking at this planet going what the hell is going on there yeah. you know when did, where did this come from you know um it, it it's very very strange yeah it's it's good i mean it's possible to get inside the heads of extraterrestrials which I, they do <laughs> exist i mean yes. but i do sometimes think you know if i could anthropomorphize them and think well if i was in their shoes even if they had two feet <laughs> uh, what, what would i what would I think of looking at my own species from the outside, my own society, as an outsider? And uh, maybe, are there any universal values we can use and to measure how we succeed or fail within our own society? And at the moment, there's an awful lot of things that are wrong, and they're, they're very obviously wrong. And um, you mentioned schooling, for example. Right. I mean, it's... What do you... you uh, George Carlin, who's a great guy, sadly <laughs> passed away. Yes. He said... Everything's so dumbed down now. They, you go, to, you, you apply for university, and they say, "Could you use a pen?" Oh, go on, you're in. It's like that. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. It's, it's oh, the I know truth. people who've been at university as thick as pig excrement. I mean, they really good. I've never been at university, and my brother did, but, but he, uh, he 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 did it before it all went south. Yeah. Know? But now you get a huge debt. You have to you have to fund your own tutorial and, and take out a loan, which basically you could you is you are very unlikely to pay off within your lifetime. And um, what do they teach you? They teach you the most appalling things. Um, again, we're coming back to the... Uh, the socialist type of mentality. The social, yeah, the yep. socialist thing, like the, the Frankfurt School um, common purpose thing. They teach you, for example, if you're black, you, you are a victim of evil white people. And if you're a white person, then you're an evil oppressor. Right. Uh, regardless of what you have done as an individual or your own feelings and thoughts, you... Um, 
you 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 are in this situation. It's it's almost like kind of a a, a congenital defect that you have. Right. And I mean, I, I've heard of people who you get in on you know cl- classes of people who get on perfectly well. Then they go to this course, and before you know it, they there's the, all the community spirit within that class is broken down. Yep. All social cohesion is gone, and people they're just hurling abuse at each other. And I mean, they're not going to learn anything apart from hatred and. That's that's the thing. That's what and that's what they want you to learn. I think I think this is what the world has become. Actually, globally, it doesn't matter what country you're from. Um, there's a lot of hatred, and there's a lot oh, of yeah. anger. And and you know, one of the things, like, whether you like him or not, but if if he's able to make America good again, and pe- more people are working, um, it's not in the best interest of anybody that wants to take control for for people to start working again and people to be happy. Because when people are happy, they don't want to fight with anybody. They're not going to you know start any type of of a junk with, between races or sexes or anything like that. They're enjoying their lives. They go on vacations. Like, leave me alone. I'm good. Living the, you know, the American dream here. Um, it's when people don't have, and some people are, are getting because they're, you know, they're the better pupil in that class. You know, they, they, I think there was an experiment once where they, they we actually did it in my, my class. We did it for a United Nations class where we're history, where they, people, it was a fantasy. It was like an island. Or two different islands, and one was uh, naked people, and they liked to drink, and other people were, you know, another group, and they had a, a, a global election, um, and people were started running for the leadership position, and I actually ran in the class, and I I just did it the the proper way. I promised everything every to everybody, and nice. I got the votes, and oh, cool. no, it was just really weird. But you know, it, uh, sometimes there are people that are leaders that come out of the woodwork. That will say that too, but they really do have a good idea in mind. They just need to get to the position to get it implemented. Um, oh, yeah. They have to play the game. That's the problem. Yeah, and, and there's a lot. There's a lot of people who would say, "Look, if I you put me in charge, and I'll do good." And um, it, and they say, "Right, uh, perhaps yeah. we'll just select somebody else." <laughs> yes, the, the, you know, and and one of the things in the, in the U.S. that scared the hell out of everybody was the person who's currently president, Trump. Um, he has the money. He has the power. He pretty much bought everybody in Congress because of his, you know, his, his former business base. Um, he's got connections globally because he had to get permission to go into Russia bef- decades ago to start building there. So that's why, how he knows so many people over there. Um, but the modern-day public doesn't realize how vast this guy's empire is, and it scares the hell out of the globalists or the elitists because they have nothing on him. So You know, when Trump got... Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, yeah. It's, it's very, it's, it's insane. I mean, I remember, I just want to let, let you know that I remember the night we were doing a rehearsal at, at, at my lodge and we come down to this, three of us, and we're looking at this map and it's all red and I'm looking at my, 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 my buddy and I'm going, uh, holy crap, this guy's going to win. Yeah, it's uh, no, one, no one expected it. No. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. I, I, um, well, if you remember, if you follow be following what I've done. I was covering this whole election from the beginning, yes. and everything I said at the start, I had, I got wrong because. And this is really interesting because this is what I call the 2016 effect. Because the election of Trump happened just a few months, literally five months after um, Brexit. Yes. Now, and again, that was another thing I got wrong, and I don't, I don't, I don't often get these predictions wrong because when you look into the powers that be and the new world order and how it works, right. you can pretty much see what's going to happen because you can see what they do once you know their methods and you know their tactics mm-hmm. you can almost you can almost put yourself in their shoes and you know you can know what they're going to do like for example after 9-11 i had a feeling there's going to be a terrorist attack in britain it's going to happen at some point within the next five years yep and indeed there was in 2005 a major terrorist attack um 
Yeah, I know, oh, I know about it. I lost. Yeah, um, that's, uh, one of my friends is the only American blown up at London bombing. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry it, you know that. it's it's and one a very nice guy, but uh, King's Cross, um, mm. and that's why you know I, I'm I'm willing to give people a shot at things, but you know you also have certain things in the back of your head, and mm. who's pulling the strings of these guys and. You know who funneled the money to that group and whatever, but you were saying, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this is this is like when you know that you kind of know what's going to happen. And I said, there's no. When I looked at Trump and I looked at where his his background, for example, he uh, he didn't really have mu- he didn't have much to do with politics. He was he was wasn't he's never been elected to a political office before. Right. Uh, he was president. President is his first political office. Um, and I thought. Um, now this guy is not going to win. He's he, he doesn't have the connections. I mean, he does have a few supporters in the. Right. Um, in, in the in the among rich people things like there's some people who support him he has had donations I mean people say oh he's completely self made self funded no, he's not completely no, he's not. <laughs> he has several, he has several people supporting him but I mean and, and a lot of people have made a big deal out of this which I think is incorrect he, you cannot compare that to what Hillary Clinton had right. in terms of the the organisations the globalist organisations that were backing her up the uh, the the money that's coming from Israel from Saudi Arabia state funds. Would yep. come in here. He just, you know, and government bonds were being issued and things like that to get her into the presidency. I mean, yep. she, I knew that she was the chosen one, and I thought that woman is going to get into power. She cannot not get into power. It's the same way as her crooked husband was the chosen one. And I right. mean, they're they're both cut for the same cloth, as far as I'm concerned. They're, they're both as bad as each other. Um, <laughs> and then Trump won, and I thought, hang on a minute, what's gone? What's what's going on here? And I thought there's there's a, there's only three possibilities here. Either. Trump is simply another insider, which is, and it's just a more subtle machination of the conspiracy, which is what some people are trying to persuade me right now, and I think they're wrong. I don't think. Or, he's part of it. or there is no conspiracy, and I've been chasing an illusion, a phantom for all these years, which again I don't think is true. Or something. There's been a major snafu in the engine room. Some someone has thrown a spanner in the works. These power structures have not had a call from head office for a while, and really he got into power against the wishes of the of the oh, deep yeah. state. And that, and the same with Brexit. That is another thing that I think happened against the wishes of the agenda. So basically, for the first time, certainly within my lifetime in, in the political world, something has seriously gone against what the, uh, the what the agenda is. And yep. I thought that is encouraging. That is really that encouraging. So all we've got to do now is hope. Yeah, I hope that uh, Trump can actually can actually do, get away with what he's doing. I mean, he, he's managed okay so far, but I mean, uh, in a couple of weeks, he's it's going to be Kennedy time, isn't it? 22nd of next month is yep. the Kennedy window, and a lot of people are trying to make it a big deal. I don't think they will take him out now, because if they were going to take him out, they'd have done it by now, and if they do, they know they're going to turn him into a folk hero. And um, so I don't, well, what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to sort out this election, the midterm elections, to try and shackle him that's what they're going to try and do by rigging it i i think i think the the fix is in um because these people are losing dramatically they're not they don't have this as they call it the blue wave in this country as they think see the see the problem with this that the, the the presidential election was um this is where hillary made her big mistake hillary made her mistake by not having bernie sanders as her vice president had bernie sanders been said no i'm going to have you as my vice president you're going to bring your supporters in and we're going to win they would have won in a landslide Okay, not because of Hillary, because of Bernie Sanders. Um, yeah, I mean it was, it was that dead. Was, what did yeah. she do? She but these people <laughs> she screwed that, him. She screwed yeah, him. She screwed him. But but what was great about that, and it was <laughs> I thought it was encouraging, is people that believe. 
Bernie's narrative um, with the financial, oh, yes, you should have this, you should have this. And no one ever thought to say, oh, excuse me, yeah, uh, excuse me, I got a question, who's paying for it? You know, no one asked who's paying for it, which means they would be paying for it. But had she, you know, these people sold, were sold out for basically a summer house, you know, 600 yeah. grand. Um, so that's another thing. I mean, people got... And for some reason, the supporters of these people have, some of them are still there. Yeah, Bernie, Bernie, whatever. Um, I think she's going to gear up for a second run at this. And yeah. um, I don't think she's going to win. I do think he, I think Trump will squeak, squeak by. Um, but I, 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 the feeling I get in this country um, is that if something like that ha- were to happen to him <coughs> or whatever, or they would, they're going to monkey with the election, it's going to have a negative effect, the likes of which they're going to make our first civil war um, look like a birthday party. And <laughs> I, don't, what, yeah. I don't think the rights, you know, I don't think the left side, the liberal left, is really prepared for what they're going to, you know, you know, you don't poke the, the, the bear or, or, or the tiger. They're going to poke something and there's going to be, it, it's going to be a total different reset button. I really hope that if any anything they try to do now in terms of manipulation is going to have such a backlash that it won't work because that's what I'm hoping is happening with these bombs and, and things like that that are going around. Um, they the the people see through it and then when that happens, then what they do won't work because they they depend on secrecy. They depend on people believing them. You know, and another thing in this country which is really funny is that um, what what the people that were trying to put this whole thing together for for Hillary. Um, they were they were manufacturing these huge events, which they really the real photos came out. They were they were maybe a quarter filled. Um, everybody was printing it. They got the press involved. Oh, she's the next one. She's the one. And you could wish and want and promote whatever it is, but the reality of it is, there were a ton of people that didn't give their opinion, but were voting Trump. And that's what happened. And that means yeah. that means they swayed a ton of I mean a large portion of Democrats to say. Nah, I don't want her in there um, to, to to swing over, which is pretty. If you want to talk about insp- inspirational, um, pretty good in my book. Yeah, that's, it's uh, that's good. Yeah. And you know, it's <clears throat> if if I think if they if she does run again for president, then we'll no, I mean, there'll be absolutely no doubt that there's massive massive um, <laughs> mess up <laughs> and because I mean, it's very very rare that someone gets a second chance that would be a third I mean, chance actually I think she ran twice before the, oh, against Obama oh she did yeah. didn't she she went against this would be a third run and what's more I mean it's, this doesn't often happen I mean the only guy who like got through to the, to the general election twice is Nixon he went up against Kennedy and lost and he went up against um, he went up right. and won the next time oh but um, t- t- two, two elections later but um, for her to get another go means it is absolutely certain that the, the globalists are really trying to push her that she is so important to them oh. and it, 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 essentially i don't think personally i mean it's going to be so obvious i don't think they'll no amount of manipulation i hope will be will actually get them people to see through it will stop people from seeing through it that's what i hope will happen oh i i think i think <coughs> her time is done i mean i think she's foolish she thinks she's going to get a shot at it um and and I think the people see again. She made another mistake when she ran in that. She should have. What I would have done was I would have said to to Obama, who, who was way too green for this, and actually he would never have passed the uh, Secret Service test to be allowed to be in the uh, the White House. Um, mm. I would have said, okay, it's going to be Clinton, you know, whatever Edwards. You're going to be the Secretary of State, and I'm going to do my time. And then when he runs, it's going to be him and you as vice president. And then when you run, you're going to be the president. They could have locked this thing up for uh, almost uh, 100 years. 
uh, a century. Mm -hmm. um, but again, they made the wrong mistakes because they, they didn't know where, where to, to play the, the ball the right way. They discredited this guy, Obama, and um, I, I'm not a fan of his at all, mind you. I think he's, he's a huge problem here, and, and I don't even think, I don't even want to go into the whole whether he's American or not. Um, but, you know, they made a big mistake. His, his presidency was just a joke. Um, and, yeah. and they're giving all this, this junk over here uh, on Trump, and they're blaming him for everything. They blamed him for the, the letter bombs. They're blaming him for uh, anything bad that happens to anybody is, is the Republicans' fault and the Trump's fault. And this is the problem we have globally. Well, at least in this country, they need to blame somebody for their problems, and they can't wake up and realize it's because of you and not using your brain uh, that you yeah. have the problems you have. It's exactly like Trump is like Snowball in Animal yep. Farm. It's you remember, you remember the scene where <laughs> the pigs are taking over the when the pigs yes. the pigs regime. They blame Snowball though, the rogue pig for everything that goes yeah. wrong. <laughs> and Trump is like that, isn't he? And, you know, if the, if the if there's a if it rains, that's Trump. You know, you know Trump's, that, Trump's doing that out. I, I mean, if you want to look at this, right? For the most part, Trump was instrumental in North and South Korea meeting and talking again. Mm. And even though it's not going totally perfectly well. Talk about someone who should have won the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, that's that's interesting because Obama won it for doing nothing, and Trump yep. has actually done something to, to, to bring about right. peace between two warring nations. And he's getting, he's not going to be considered, is he? No, he no, no. So, so I mean, it's like, look, I'm not a, I'm not a big supporter of the man. I, I've done business in Wall Street. I worked in Wall Street for a while as well, and we've done business and worked for his company as well as against his company. I know how he operates and I know how business works. This is the problem. We have a lot of people in this country that are really uneducated. They come from university, but they're uneducated, and they think because they read a socialist manifesto or they heard something on YouTube or this is the buzz going around in that, that generation that they know better. Um, they don't. They forget their history. We're tearing down monuments because, it, oh, it's a civil war and it's all about slavery. I'm like, but it's there to remind you of what, what happened and why we shouldn't go in that direction ever again. And now, yeah, that's right. now when, you know, you discredit everything and you take it away, what happens? History repeats itself. And I'm going to go into this. What, you know, there are people that don't believe in the Holocaust happened and people that do. But there, it's coming to this point right now that there's so more few people that are alive from be it the, the Nazi Germany, the Jews and that, or um, even the Armenians or whatever. So few people are alive now to remember these things that the photos are now saying, oh, that was photoshopped. Right, yeah, it's, That's scary. Well, it's, this is how uh, I think that it essentially things go down the memory hole, to quote yep. Orwell again. Uh, we, our position of the, our view of the past, as he said, is controlled. He who controls the past controls the present, controls the future. But our view of the past is essentially a story. The word story is, of course, in history. You have high in front of it. Right. And it's a story. So it's, it's like a tall story. Right. But we, we, it is essentially a, a work of fiction. It's written by the winners. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm running through all these damn cliches. I'm going through all these cliches now. No, History is written by the winners. Right. <laughs> and um, it's designed to make us see the world a certain way. And this is what we're seeing. We see it all the time. And I mean, the destruction of monuments is an essentially a, a kind of year zero quest yep. to destroy the past. I mean, especially within the, what was the, the Confederacy, which people still feel sentimental about. It's not all about slavery. And we, we no. know from opinion polls that the Confederate flag it's it's approved of by many people who are non-white. It's so the we know that from opinion polls, um, but it's in a sense 
the, these people, especially these young protesters, have been told it's uh, give they've been they've given a narrative, a historical narrative, which has meant they want to go out and erase the past. Yep. And I, I don't think we should erase our past. I mean, if I uh, if the new world it. order fell, if the, if the deep state fell tomorrow, and if QAnon is right, and it's it's all about to end, I wouldn't say go out and destroy the Washington Memorial and destroy the Parliament buildings and bl- burn down Buckingham Palace. Right. I wouldn't say that. I would say keep these things, keep them at least for uh, several generations. Yes, because um, you have to you have to understand why things happened and why we went this direction and what was taking place and you are 100 percent correct now i'm not going to say that about the 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 uh, swastika even though it's 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 a native american and indian based gluck form whatever it is Mm -hmm. um but the bottom line is totally different type of thing here the stars and bars as they call it over there you know the, the the crisscross um yes it does remind me of civil war but it also, there's a lot, it reminds me also of Southern pride. And there's a lot of people of, of every race and, and color that agree with that Southern pride. And, you know, it's just, it's not just a symbol of hate. Um, no. For some people do, and some people get riled up about it. Simple. We can't keep moving, we can't move forward anymore if you're going to keep falling back on something that took place 250 years ago. Um, we had, I had, a, I used to, I have a very diverse friend, friend group. Um, and one of my friends, uh, Donnie Ray, you say, you don't know, you know, you don't know what it's like. Um, and I, I said, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm not of your color and I don't know what it's like. I know I, what I hear is wrong, but I don't experience it. However, if you don't think you have power, I said, just have everybody, every person of color walk off the job for one day. And I said, mm, this entire yeah. country would shut down and not exactly. everybody believes yeah. that way. And not everybody, you know. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to be forced into, oh, I have some friends that are this, or I have gay friends, or I have this, you know, you shouldn't have to, you know, put a prefix on everything. We should be people. No, yeah. That's, again, it's part of this guilt trip, uh, yep. self-hatred and things that they're trying to put in. Hatred and hatred, self-hatred, I think, are, are, are both as bad as each other. I think both are extremely uh, destructive. But um, and for in, over in Britain, the Confederate battle flag is seen really as a symbol of the United States, almost as much as the stars <laughs> and stripes. And we, uh, I mean, I think that's changed in recent years because of the scandals that's around it. But it's still... God, I mean, we have programs like on um, our pop music programs. We have like a um, we we look at the American charts and things like that. And very often, you might see the Confederate flag, the, the battle flag above right. that as as a symbol of that. And of course, it's associated with things, various kinds of music as well, such as uh, rockabilly and things like that, which are oh, popular yeah. in Britain. Oh, and you see much. people wearing fe- Confederate flags, um, and a lot of them don't even know what these flags are, uh, or don't don't even know what they mean. They just know that it's associated with America and. Um, that's all. That's right. That's, that's all I know. It's. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they don't even know about the Chi Guerrero uh, shirt, and like, oh, it's so cool to wear a Chi shirt. I'm like, you know, like, nah, not really. <laughs> just do your history on Chi before you start wearing a shirt. You know, <laughs> uh, people just don't get it. Um, but that being said, I mean, I, I, you know, I noticed in the UK. I mean, when you get to especially football there, um, you have uh, a, a bunch of people that are. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, you have the you know the Eng- the flag of England. You have the Welsh yeah. flag. You have the Irish flag. You have the Scottish flag, and they fly them freely as well. Um, oh yeah. You know, there should be some pride there. You should be proud of your heritage. For the oh most god, part, absolutely. You know? I mean, in Wales. I mean, I come from Wales originally. Um, the, the the Welsh flag, the red dragon, is yes. just like it's like a sacred symbol. 
Oh yes, and you're and the... loads of people have fly outside their house. And that, yeah, and it's fine. And I... If it was Wales could do that, so so should England be allowed to do that? Right, and I don't think there's a problem with it. I think, oh, that's you know, it's really nice. You know, they're flying their flag. I mean, I had Welsh terriers growing up, um, so uh, you know, the, you know, and you guys have uh, a, probably one of the more complex languages with more uh, consonants and vowels in one word. <laughs> Welsh, than... Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> it's and... not hard to learn, actually. If you if you put, it's easier than French and German and yes, things like that. But it's yeah. it's what I love about it is they still teach it. They do. It's very important. I mean, uh, the twenty percent speak it natively, and everyone right. else does a course of it in school and um, I, uh, I I didn't actually speak it at home when I lived there but I learned it at school and I have friends who speak it but uh, I'm a bit rusty now living yeah, in Oxford but yeah uh, go get a dictionary sorry <laughs> had to throw that out there living in Oxford dictionaries um, <laughs> oh yeah but, but um, we're getting close to us to to uh, our, our, our time because um, we both have things that we have to take care of. You just came back from work, and I don't want to take uh, too much of your time there. I'd love to have Thanks. you back onto the broadcast, and let's get into that paranormal side instead of the political side. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so, but uh, tell our audience how they could reach you and find you. If, if they have sure. any, and, and, and Ben does a lot of stuff paranormal-based as well. So, yeah. you know, That's we'll bring that next time. Interests. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I describe myself as uh, um, it's government cover-ups, ghosts, UFOs, hospital porters, paranormal investigation, cryptozoology, hidden knowledge, forbidden history, archaeology, chemtrails, and more hospital porters. So yes. that's my kind of like uh, resume, my my, my, my basic <laughs> introduction. But um, if you want to find out about me, you just you can Google H P A N W O. That stands for Hospital Porters Against the New World Order. You'll come across my uh, quite old and quite extensive collection of uh, websites now. So, um, but I do update them as much as as quickly as I can. But I'm a bit I'm a bit lax at the moment because I'm writing my new book, which ah. is going to be called Roswell Redeemed: Humanity After Disclosure, the third third and final part of the Roswell trilogy. Um, I'm, I need to get it out by Christmas, basically before Christmas. So I'm really rushing it now and trying to get it done. So I'm neglecting the rest of the things. I think because <laughs> so there's only one of me. And I, yes. So until we can clone each other, yes, I, I, I know I could use a clone right about now. But um, yes, and, and just so everybody knows, as usual, it's going to be on InsideTheGoblinUniverse.com. It's going to be our, our Inside the Goblin Universe on uh, uh, the group, as well as the page on Facebook. Uh, probably the UFO Roundtable on Facebook. Um, I, my group, anywhere we have a group, so I'm also uh, the, the found, co-founder and director of the New York State UFO Project. So anywhere we can, I'm going to be posting information about Ben, as well as this podcast and links to his uh, books, which you should go out and buy. You know, the Christmas holidays coming up. They make good gifts. Reading, go figure. Um, and, uh, you know, and we'll, you know, get people in touch with you. Because I think you have you have a, a, an out, outright great um ability of, of, of sense and knowledge and you are thorough in, in your research and I can't thank you enough for having, having oh, you come thanks, on. Mate. Oh, thanks, Brian. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed this show and of course there's so much more we can talk about oh, yes. so I'd love to come back sometime. Well, you're like I said, you're welcome back anytime you want to come back. I mean, in, and uh, I my shows can go 30 minutes, four hours. It, it is what it is, um, but it, it, it's all on Podbean. And, um, but I definitely want to come have you come back on and I may would like love to have you probably on um, the Inside the Goblin Universe show with Ron Murphy and myself. And you, oh, we can cool. talk about cryptids and stuff. Talk about, he's known as the cryptid guru. So, um, oh, lovely. Yes. Great. So we'd love to talk about Beasts of Britain and all this other stuff that's there. Um, oh, lovely. But I, again, thank you, Ben, for coming on. And uh, you have a great night over in the UK. 
And thanks. Well, everybody, we'll see you next time on Nobo Boomy, Nobody But Me. Thank you. Good night. Hey, this is Brian Bowden. I want to extend a deep thanks to Purple Planet. You guys rock. You're listening to Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. The opinions expressed on Nobo Boomy are of that of the host and his guests. spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Somebody give me Brian Anderson.